Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. The facts it is. How are you today? Not too bad, you? Pretty good. That's good. Yeah. It's the end of the day. We've got a beer in our hand. It's all better. Happy days. Good times. Can't wipe the smile off our faces. Yeah. It's all good. And um, yeah, what's uh, what's been going on with you this week? <sighs> what's been going on? Um, it's been pretty busy. Mm. Been, uh, pretty busy considering we're, well, midway through October. So mm. uh, not traditionally that busy yet. No. But uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty... Unusually busy. Yeah, it's good though. Which um, is good. El Nino summer, they reckon. Yeah, again this year. It's not again. Yeah, that's what that they mean it's wet. Well, I think that means it's just a non-event. Yeah, that's right. We've had that. I wish El Nino, El Nino, whoever she is, could just go away. Just <laughs> go just and get it. stuffed. Just go and get stuffed. I want to play. Nino, but if you don't know this, I don't know who she is. Yeah. And uh, on the COVID front, they'll. Um, New South Wales and Victoria finally yeah. can walk outside and rub their eyes in the sunlight. And they've got a bit of freedom. Yeah. Not back to normal yet. It's a no. long way off, I think. Yeah. It's so still once, a step uh, in the right direction, though. We've been in uh, we've been coated in a little quilt around here, but oh, no. once lucky. the borders open, I think it's uh, it's That'll gonna change. go rampant. Mm. But hopefully um vaccine does its job and we don't all die. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, dear one. Um now, moving on with the show, Brad. Now, we've got a, a guest with us today that we spoke to earlier. We have. Uh, we spoke to Tom Martin from uh, Virtual Trade Assistant. Really good. Really good, yeah. And we hope think, you guys... Uh, us. Yeah, well, look, I think we're going to have a chat to him. Yeah, I think so. Because I yeah. think there's a lot of value in that. And he, yeah, I can see lots of advantages anyway. Mm. Freeing up time, which is going to be... Uh, exactly right. One thing we all are all lacking. But um, we'll jump into that in a sec. Guys, but before you go, we'll jump into that. We'd love you to stick around to the end. We've got a fairly big announcement to make at the end of the show, Brad. Big announcement, yes. So uh, we'd love you to stick around for that. Um, but in the meantime, hope you enjoy the episode. Enjoy. So, guys, you know that this podcast has always been traditionally about HVAC. Is that true? Correct. All things relating air conditioning. Yes. Uh, today, though, Brad, we're going to extend our reach a little bit further. Are we? Yes, we are. And we're talking to a, um, a plumbing business owner. Right. And for good reason. Yeah. Um, our guest today not only owns his own, um, owns and operates his own business, which is a Telstra award-winning uh, business in 2019. Fantastic. Um, but he's also chairman of Master Plumbers Australia and presidente of ACT Master Plumbers. Or presidente. Oh, presidente. Uh, but that's not the reason we've got him on. Right. Um, today we're speaking to our guest because of a second business uh, he also runs called Virtual Trade Assistant Prep. So, guys, would please welcome to the show Tom Martin. Tom, welcome. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Joan. How are you going? Good. Good, good, good. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah. You've got, no you've got, you've got a lot of titles there, many hats to wear. How did you find the time to squeeze us in? <laughs> Look, um... I mean, I suppose having the, the background with the virtual trade assistant business, um, one of the best things about having a virtual assistant is you start offloading all these little bubbles of responsibility. And um, 
and so by having um, having some, well, a, a team of people now that that I can keep loading these little responsibilities onto, um, writing systems, implementing them, and then and then passing the responsibility on, it, it just it frees me up, and and I can do um, I can be a lot more flexible with my time, um, even if I am wearing multiple hats. So yeah, yeah. And how, how did it all sort of come about? Take us back to your business is is obviously plumbing. You're looking to extend that to other other areas, or uh, yeah, so look, I um, I own and operate uh, or two plumbing businesses actually. So Watertight yep. Canberra, um, Watertight Canberra is a plumbing maintenance service in the ACT. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got about twelve or thirteen plumbers on the tools, and um, and we do a lot of strata maintenance, preventative maintenance, and we do a lot of residential mum and dad maintenance. Um, yep. uh, we've got a, another plumbing business called Canberra Pipe Relining. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a is a business I've taken on with a with one of my uh, with a, a business partner and and that business specialises in just pot relining. Um, yeah, so and and in in the future um, we'll we'll see what happens, but um, hopefully we'll be expanding watertight Canberra to include electrical and AC mm-hmm. and and some other services around that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of where virtual trade assistant um, fits into the picture, uh, so it would have been about 2014. I was travelling around Australia um, with my then girlfriend, now wife, um, and and we got halfway around, and and I caught up with a guy who told me all about um, having a, a virtual assistant overseas. And I had I, I had run the business for a couple of years before I went travelling, and um, and I just thought, wow, what a what a great idea, and uh, and I came back to Canberra, um, restarted the business, learned a few lessons about virtual assistants along the way about what works and what doesn't work or didn't give up uh, with the, the first one or two that failed. And, um, and and I found a guy who was just absolutely ideal, um, Joseph, and he's still my, my main sort of personal assistant today. Um, and um, back then, I... I really, I wanted someone to answer the phone for 40 hours per week, um, but I only had about 20 hours of admin support that, that I needed. It was just me and an apprentice running around. Um, so at the time, we, we um, I actually found an electrician that wanted to go halves with me with the, the virtual assistant's time, basically. So he, the, uh, Joseph would answer the calls for both businesses um, and we'd both get 20 hours of support a week. Um, and that's where I guess virtual trade assistant was born um, in that, I really helped uh, this electrical business set up their systems and, and set up the, the VoIP systems and the security systems and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, from there, it was people were coming to me and asking me, oh, you, you've got a virtual assistant or you, you're sharing a virtual assistant. Can we, um, can we get one? And, and so we, we set a couple of people up and then we went, right, let's, let's kick this business off. So. And how do you, how do you source your, your VAs? Do you, do you, actively go out and look for them do you interview them how does that all work or do they just come to you and approach you with looking for work sure. so uh having a, a really good network in um in the philippines and so we tend to go for people in the philippines and there's a few reasons um for that um, one is that they do their schooling in um in english so their english is you know, most of the time better than the tradesmen that we're mm. pairing them up with um and um <laughs> But yeah, so and and we've we've actually got an incredible network of um, of virtual assistants that work for us already that have come from a management level at one of the highest telco companies in Australia. So these guys have really 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 high level um, customer service skills. Their their accents are, are very clear and easy to understand, and they've 
actually spent a lot of time on the phone to Australians, which might yeah. sound, um, you know, unnecessary if they speak English, um, but we, we tend to actually have a pretty thick accent here and, and me in particular, I've, I've been asked by someone uh, if I speak English before and I'm quite sure it's the only language I speak. So um, whereas the, the virtual assistants we're, we're getting applying with us, um, like I say, they've got years and years of experience uh, at a management level at, um, at we'll, we'll call them the best telco in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they um, and when you do contact a lot of companies, uh, when they do outsource their telemarketing and things, a lot of them are, tend to be the from the Philippines. Um, and you have to say that they're, they're, um, the, way they, the way they sort of treat you with so much respect and, um, and gratitude, it's actually, it's a lot to be said, you know, when you're comparing to maybe some people more local um, and, and the way they've been trained and, and their, their um, phone etiquette and uh, their, their manner just comes across superbly sometimes. Yeah, look, we, we've had very few issues um, with, with that sort of things. And, and yeah, they, they genuinely are a really nice, um, I hate to stereotypicalize people, but, um, but they, they are an extremely nice uh, group of people. And, and it's funny if you, if you search Filipino on Google, you know, Wikipedia pages and that sort of thing, we'll all talk about um, how great and friendly and respectful their culture is. And, and it, anyone who's worked with people from there, um, I'm sure would agree. Yeah, you're not sitting on a beach in the Philippines at the moment, are you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Sorry, I, I wish I was. And um, maybe when COVID's over, I'll get back over there. But, um, but yeah, not not today. Yeah. So you so you started off with the um, getting someone to answer your phones uh, for you, and so did you obviously have that thought? Well, if they can do that, maybe we can utilize them in other areas. Is that where, is that how it all happened? Basically, um, yeah, it was, it's, I've always looked at my my jobs and my roles and the, the tasks that I have to do in my, my businesses and, and going, okay, well, how can I not have to do this task? So, you know, the, the first couple would have been um, back then we used to work for a lot of property managers. We, we don't do that so much anymore. But um, so back then, you know, it would have been replying to um, purchase orders sent from property managers or um, or uh, you know, and getting tenants booked in and and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah it just it just started from there. We I kept looking at the the million and one little bubbles that the business owner carries around with them every single day of the week, um, and and just started started to move these bubbles from my responsibility list over to um, to a, a system. And then once we had a system, you you could basically get anyone to do it. Yeah, yeah. right. And I imagine that there's going to be people listening who are going to say, well. You know, my business can't afford another expense. Um, but I'd imagine having someone to take over that role or, or whatever role you choose is going to give us back our biggest commodity, which is time. Um, is that what the main focus around uh, outsourcing or are there other benefits? Yeah, look, I mean, um, yeah, to, to, it's, it's like any expense. I mean, you could talk about, say, software being an expense, like a, a good quality job management program like mm. ServiceMate or Zero or something like that. Um, but you, you've got to look at it on the other side. Like, you know, yes, it might cost you a couple of hundred bucks um, a month for um, the ServiceMate, but uh, how much time is that actually saving you? And, mm. um, and if, you, if you implement it properly and you use it properly, um, yeah, I mean, how, how many more jobs a day can you go and get done if mm. you're 
um, if you've got someone else answering your phone. If, if it's one extra block drain I get done a day, um, you look you look at what that does to your revenue at the end of the year yeah. um, and, and have a, yeah, it, it, it easily pays for itself. But yeah, un yeah unquestionably. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the, the other side of it is um, is you're actually off, generally you're offloading tasks that you don't particularly enjoy doing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't, as much as I'm, I'm consider myself a people person and, and that sort of thing, I don't particularly enjoy taking phone calls to book in standard mundane plumbing tasks or, um, yeah. or calling purchase order jobs or reshuffling the schedule or replying to emails and all that sort of stuff. So you, you start... I guess um, you, you're always going to outsource the jobs first that you actually don't like doing um, and which just makes your job more enjoyable. You can start doing podcasts with gentlemen like yourself. So. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, true. And how, how much of our businesses should we be outsourcing, Tom? Look, um, uh, again, I, I don't think there's really a, um, a limit to, to what you can outsource. If, if it can be done by a computer, um, you know, why, why wouldn't you... Um, write a process for it and, and get someone else to do it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, whether that's outsourcing in-house or maybe, you know, at some point you put on a, an office manager or, or something like that, um, but depending on what your goal is. But if, you, if your goal is to um, for you to be focused on other things in the business, maybe the marketing or the bringing in the leads or the managing stuff or whatever it is, um, then anything that you, you don't want to focus on, um, if, you, if you write a decent system for it, um, and, and I've got some systems which are far more complicated. It might have even taken me a week or two to, to actually rise. Um, but once it's done, it's done. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I guess an example of that is um, I wrote our, our payroll for, I think there's 15 people in watertight Canberra at the moment. And the payroll process for that in terms of checking the GPS reports and comparing that to the automated timesheet reports and the job notes and all these other different pieces, um, that, that was an incredibly frustrating process for me to, to write. But now that it's done, Joseph in the Philippines does it for me. And, um, and I don't ever have to look at that. I, I get sent my reports. I can see my reconciliations. Everything lines up and it's, mm -hmm. it's done. And um, yeah, so. That was my next question is um, how, do you measure the, how do you measure their performance? And I suppose that's all done through reports coming through, as you just said, and, uh, and just uh, looking at it at your end, just to check it over. Yeah, look, absolutely. It, um, it's, to, for me, I'll be honest, I don't particularly measure direct performance necessarily for the, the VAs, um, but what I do measure, and, and I think what you can't help but to measure, is whether things are happening as they should or if they don't. I mean, yeah. if, if yeah. my payroll system stops working correctly, I start yeah. getting complaints from my employees um, or my business, you know, or... Um, yeah, what's happening? And, <laughs> And it doesn't take, um, you know, so, so you, you sort of, you're going to know, you, you still have to be in tune with your business and know what's going on. Yeah. Um, in, in saying that, I mean, yeah, there are steps that we do recommend and take ourselves, like, like example, um, for the payroll process. It actually, that process gets done, looked over by two people um, and, and in the back end, I'm, I'm seeing the reports on, on that, but that, that's quite a complex one, something a little bit more simple, um, you know, as long as they've followed a checklist or, or something like that, then mm. um, unless there's an issue, um, I can I can assume that it's being done as per, per the system. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to know, Tom, if you have the uh, opportunity to uh, perhaps listen to a call, like as a, in, a, in terms of coaching or, or mentoring on 
and how they're handling your customers. Do you get the opportunity to, to listen how they're, how they're dealing with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so business owners um, have, have two options there. So that our, our virtual trade assistant customers have two options there. Um, one, they can implement their own um, sort of recording system as long as it integrates um, with the VA, um, with the VA systems and everything like that. So um, for, again, for my plumbing businesses, we run ServiceMate phone um, and, and that's a, a phenomenal product and it, it has call recording in there and, and everything else. So um, at, at the start, when a, a new VA comes on with us, um, we might listen to a few phone calls, make sure that um, things are happening and moving through, progressing through the phone calls as they should be. Um, and, um, and then as time goes on, we would only actually look up a phone call if there was a complaint or an issue or, or something along those sort of lines or something was missed. Um, so we, we offer a phone service call recording service for our customers as well, um, where, you know, I mean, they can select um, because we've got shared assistance. Um, it's, it's not necessarily as simple as just giving them a login, um, but we can actually record the calls. And then from the back end, they can ask us for a phone call and we can send it to them or they can ask for, a, you know, five a day or, or something like mm -hmm. we can set it up so that we're, we're sending them. Yeah. So if someone comes to you uh, and says, I'm you know, looking for an assistant to maybe answer my phones or or do some one of these jobs. Um, is that something that you say, all right, well, um, do you assist them in, in putting a, a system or a process in place? Do you do you work through that process with them? Yeah. So uh, generally speaking, um, a customer will come to us and they'll, they'll say, yep, we, we want to engage either a twin share assistant or a solo. So either they're sharing that one assistant with one other business in Australia or they're getting a full-time assistant to themselves. Um, and one of the very first things we do is an initial setup uh, consultation where I sit down with them and we, we could spend a couple of hours. Um, we talk about their business, what software they're using, uh, any systems they've currently got, or if they don't have any systems. Um, I give them um, a systems ledger template that we recommend. I run them through how we recommend writing a system. Um, yeah. And I, I run them through how... Um, if, if a system's not working, and this is one of the, the biggest things, especially with um, virtual assistants that are based overseas or not in your office, if a system's not working, uh, how to look at that system and go back from the start and go, right, it was at this point here that it went wrong. You know, do we need to rework the system? Do we not? Um, so generally speaking, I'll do that initial meeting with them. And then I'll tend to just field calls every now and then they'll, mm -hmm. they might give me a call and say, oh, I've got a bit of an issue here. Um, you know, and, and, and we normally just brainstorm a, a few ideas and, and get them back on track. Um, it, very rarely is it that um, we'll, we'll then sit down and have another meeting and go, right, where, where did it go wrong? Unless it's getting into a more advanced system. We've got quite a lot of customers that do put us, um, uh, do engage me directly to, to basically sit down with them and, and, and write a complex system with them, which um, can be beneficial there. So. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining people sort of driving around in a van right now thinking, look, sounds great, um, but I haven't got the time to implement it. How, can you just walk us through how simple is that implementation process? And is it a slow transition or is it something you can get up and about fairly quickly? Sure. So, um, I mean, this, you know, being tradies is our main customer base. It's, it's a pretty common and or even just small business owners in general, right? Like we're all time poor. Mm. Um, 
and I guess it's sort of uh, you, it, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? You, you're time poor, so you need an assistant. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it, look, it is something you, you do need to put a bit of effort in. Um, yeah. it, it's not something that you can just plug and play. I, even if I gave you the 300 watertight camera systems that we've got on file, um, and, you know, it's not something you can just plug into another business. You, you have to write custom systems and, um, and you've got to make corrections as you go and you've got to update systems when they become outdated. Um, so it, it's certainly not something that's super um, easy and happens overnight. That said, you can, the earlier you start implementing it, you, you might put someone on, a, on our twin share package where you've got 20 hours of support a week um, and their initial responsibilities might be answering the phones, which takes them five hours a week. Um, and that's five hours of your time you've now got to keep writing more systems for them. Yeah, that's um, true. And, and you can also have them doing training. So they might, it's that extra 15 hours isn't dead time. Maybe they're going to scour the internet and look up potential customers for you and put a database together. Or maybe they're going to do a, um, an online software course so that they can really master a program that you use in your business. And, um, and then you, you find um, the time accumulates and that, that employee becomes really valuable to your business. And, and mm. it's as much a, as vital as the apprentice or more, you know. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, as as part of your service, um, are you do you actually look at the um, uh, the people who are applying um, from the Philippines to do the work for you um, for your agency? Um, and so, do you um, do you look at the quality of the person and um, and and what they could what potentially be or the value that they could potentially be to your customers? Yeah, we, we do. We, we, so we've yeah. got a, again, uh, it's it's fairly systemized um, in that we've got a, a fairly good process that um, they move through when they apply. Um, so um, we, we check references and, and all of that sort of stuff as well. Mm. Um, and then and then at some point in there, we, we do have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, meeting with them as well. But by, by the time they're getting to a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me, um, I've probably already seen a, a video resume of theirs. Um, we've done some internet speed tests, some computer tests, um, and um, character reference checks, and all these other things. And um, so, if I'm being honest, by the time I actually have an interview with them, I've mm -hmm. I've normally got a pretty good gut feeling as to whether or not they're going to be offered a job at the end of that interview. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'd imagine that these people aren't solely doing the work for my business; they'd be doing it for a number of businesses, I'm sure um how does that how, how do they manage that is that um is, is there any issues around that i mean working with multiple businesses yeah so um so that is definitely a bit of a key difference between virtual trade assistant and and some of probably the majority of our competitors i think um in that when you employ a virtual trade assistant you are getting someone who is specific for your business so that at, at most, they'll be a twin share assistant, which means they work for your business plus one other business. Mm -hmm. um, now, what, why we've gone with that path and why I think it's such a successful path is, um, is means that for those additional hours where they're doing training, you're putting 100% of that effort into one person rather than having a team of people that you've got to try and train. Um, you, you also develop a one-on-one -on -one relationship with your VA. Um, so to the point where um, I forgot my wife's birthday one year and now every single year, Joseph 
sends me a reminder a week out, Tom, have you bought a present for your wife? And um, <laughs> but don't forget her birthday's coming up. And, and we've got this real one-on-one relationship. And um, having, having built so many systems with Joseph in the past, um, he actually knows how I like them being built, the, the way I like to set them out and, and the process that I like to take. So, um, yeah, so a lot of people, we go down the path of we, we hire really good quality, people that are probably a little bit overqualified, but we pay them a really good wage and we give them amazing conditions where they work from home and, and they get all these other services provided for them. Um, and then... Yeah, and then we find that we're, we're getting these people that are really loyal, they love their job and, and everything else. And, mm-hmm. and that's opposed to, I guess, some of our competitors, which are probably more on the let's hire people cheaply that can do the job. Uh, they put them in a, a packed office in, in the middle of Manila. So the VA's got to travel two hours to work, two hours home, um, and they're, they're working in a, in a team because there's such high staff turnover that they need to be in a team so that the end customer doesn't feel like they're losing out every time someone leaves. Mm-hmm. But you then, you've then got four people you need to train. You've got four people that need to be up to speed with your business systems and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whilst that's got some advantages in that um, when you've got a virtual trade assistant, uh, guess what? Sometimes they're sick and they can't come into work or sometimes that they're actual real people and they'd like to have a holiday or they'd like to do this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's very much like anyone else in your business in Australia. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're going to be with you. Sometimes they're, they're going to have a day off. So yeah. yeah, And that was probably a question I was going to ask you when, when we're talking, I mean, obviously international time differences and all that sort of stuff. And we need them to be uh, answering the phone from, you know, 8 or 8.30 through to 5, 5.30, whatever it, be, it may be. Do we have that control around what time they're answering calls? And also, but going back to your, what you just said, if they were to have religious holidays, which is could be common, um, that sort of thing, does someone else step in and fill that spot in that uh, in their absence? Yeah. So, uh, so d- directly the question, the answer is uh, no to that last part. In that, if um, if they want to take a day off, they've got a certain amount of annual leave days that they can take off in a year. Um, and if they want to take a day off, um, they can schedule that in and take it off like, um, like any employee could. Um, mm-hmm. And in, in that case, your business has to have systems and processes in place for, for managing that. Yeah. Um, most of our VA, or all of our VAs work to um, a convenient time that's for, for the businesses they're working for in Australia. So um, Generally speaking, that might be, um, you know, starting at 7 a.m. our time, which I think could be, you know, 4.30 or something in, in some parts of the Philippines, depending on daylight savings and everything else, um, which, which sounds pretty horrendous. But when you think that the um, a lot of these people are actually literally saving four to five hours of commuting time in a day, um, that's yeah, actually... Sure. In, and a lot of the telemarketing jobs in the Philippines are actually working for people in the States. And they those hours are horrendous for them. You know, it's oh, yeah. the worse hours. So, yeah. um, so most of the time we find that um, our VAs actually really appreciate the hours that they get with us it means they get almost a whole day at the end of the day and, um, and sure they go to bed early, but, um, but they can actually get out and do their banking and, and that sort of stuff during yeah, the day. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure that most people say, well, I can just go onto the internet and I can look up VAs and, you know, there's, there's people around or you can go onto these freelancing sites or whatever and pro- probably try and find someone. The benefit of going through someone like yourself, Tom, can you just sort of, I mean, you obviously go through a vetting process that we sort of touched on. That's the benefit of going through someone like yourself. 
Yeah, so look, um, we have never lost a customer and we've never lost a VA. So um, we, we're doing something right in our yeah. recruitment process. Yeah. And, and yes, you can you can absolutely go online and you can get someone for half the price um, and that sort of thing. But you, the, are the people you're getting, are they running three computers? So, you know, I mean, the Philippines is actually a fairly expensive place to, to be. I don't know if you've ever travelled there, but... Um, you know, it, so, some of the prices that these VAs advertise online, I, I can tell you, you can't you can't live on, even in the Philippines, you can't live on that that sort of rate. So you go, well, all right, what are they doing running three computers at once or yeah. um, and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, and look, I, I suppose why use us? Um, the, the reason you would use us is I, I think... Um, given our, our past experience and success rate, I think that uh, when you use us, you'll get it right the first time. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, if you if you go down the, the track of doing it yourself, um, you know, it might take you several times to, to get the ball rolling. Um, you might think something's just about to start working and then and then that that person leaves you or goes elsewhere or whatever it might be, or um, or you know, and and at the end of the day, it's it's your time, which is extremely mm. valuable. And um, if you're putting a lot of effort into training someone that's not quite the right fit, um, yeah. Um, my my first VA that I ever put on um, used to ring um, uh, tenants from property management houses, and uh, and the tenants would just go, "I'm not interested," and they'd hang up the phone. <laughs> and, um, and and that certainly doesn't happen with the caliber of people that we're actually getting now, um, yeah. and that we've learned. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the networks we've got over there yeah. now. Um, yeah. And I suppose yeah. that that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Is um, obviously uh, I was going to say, do you, do you get a, do you get much kickback from from people? Obviously, you can you can tell a, a telemarketer quite often when when they're ringing from the Philippines or elsewhere, and and it obviously puts people off exactly like you just said. You know, before they've even had a chance to talk, they're going, no, no, not interested. So you, your, your people there are obviously um, very fluent in English and, and they, can, uh, they can just talk like to Australians like Australian people, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose um, that there's two sides to that, right? Like when you, when you we're so ingrained, when, often when we hear someone on the phone, it's, it's a nuisance phone call, right? Like it's someone who um, is calling you and that's frustrating. No one, no one likes, is in, if, if they're cold calling you and they, they you know, they've found your number on the internet somewhere and they're trying to sell you something, yes. um, that, that's frustrating. Um, so the, the difference, I guess, there is uh, one, our customers are calling us or they've, they've registered their interest or they want a service from us. Yeah. Um, and so then we're giving them people that, yeah, do have a very good, clear, easy to understand accent. And they, um, and they are... Um, the other thing is, is that they can actually solve the customer's problem. They've been, they've mm -hmm. been trained really well and they can solve that customer's problem and, and get it sorted for them. Mm -hmm. um, look, at Watertight Canberra, I could I no idea how many calls we're getting these days, but enough to manage um, 12 plumbers on the road. And, um, and we probably get to a year. We've, we've got a very good system of... Um, of actually monitoring that and and those any any caller where um, our VAs will, will approach us and say look FYI this particular caller um, and we've got a system in place. It used to be that we used to um, have Emma, our, our Australian operations manager, who's been with us for the last twelve months. Um, she she'd call them back. Uh, these days I can't be stuffed with them to be honest. If, if, yeah. if generally speaking, it's some old so racist it's a, guy who uh, it's a one percenter. <laughs> 
it's super rich <laughs> suburb, and and you know what, you know, I'd I'd, I'd back my VAs over them, but um, yeah. that's obviously when you're starting out, that's not what you you want to have in the back of your mind. But yeah, yeah. so um, it, it's yeah. very rare these days, as long as your VA is properly trained and yeah. can yeah. solve the customer's issues. Yeah, and I think that's the, the the key difference that you said before, Tom, was that the someone if someone's calling you looking for services, and it happens to be someone with an accent, no one no one blinks an eye. But it's that, like you said, that mindset. If if someone's calling you, interrupting your dinner or what have you, straight away the immediate yeah, uh, response is to to hang up and I'm not interested. So yeah, good point. Exactly. And, yeah. and look, I'll be completely honest that there's two roles that I don't give our VAs. Um, and that's purely because I, I don't think that Australian customers will respond as favourably as what they should elsewhere. Um, so that's debt collection. Yeah. Um, that, that's done by, unfortunately, someone with an Australian accent because um, uh, Australians can be really rude and racist when mm -hmm. they, especially when they're being accused of you haven't paid True. your bill and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we don't do it with quote follow-up as well. So when, when we've got a list of quotes that need to be followed up, um, you know, because it is that sales type role, yeah. um, we're, we're getting our tradesmen to do those phone calls, not yeah. our VAs. But, um, yeah. but everything else we've never, never, oh, very, very rarely have we had an issue. And um, and like mm. I say, I'm, I'm more than willing to back my VAs on those issues. So. Yeah. yeah. And how, yeah sorry. How, long, how long would it take it to... Someone said, well, I'm, I'm interested in having a VA put on for whatever particular role. How long would that process take to actually implement? Yeah, so generally speaking, um, it, it can depend. So like I said, that there's two sort of roles where we go, where one, it could be a twin share where you're sharing with one other customer or it could be a, um, a solo share. So um, if it's a twin share and we've already got one half of that customer, that one half of that VA's role field, yeah. it's, it's basically, you know, seven days later, we can kick, you know, as long as we've got time to do the paperwork and, and do our initial client setup, mm. um, we can start you straight away. Um, if if it's a new, a new hire, um, so if, if it was a new VA coming on board, um, you're probably looking at between two and four weeks, depending on, um, yeah, because because even though we've got a list of, um, VAs that are pre-vetted and ready, ready mm. to go. Um, generally, they need to give notice and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. So, um, and so we, systems do yeah. you need to put in place and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then with the systems side of things, um, I guess one of the mistakes I see a lot of business owners making is that they think I'm going to systemize my full business before I put on a VA. So, I'm going to go out there, write all the systems, so that when they're here, they're 100% efficient and they're mm -hmm. they're working, you know, and everything's smooth and there's a few issues with that. One, you change. When when you start working with a VA, the way you write a system is going to change over time. You're going to get better and better at it and, yep. and you lose that opportunity. Um, the other side of it is, is when are you going to find the time to do that when you don't have someone to start? You know, If you put a VA on now, you write them one little system and then that's one job you don't need to do and then you write them another little system and then there's two jobs you don't need to do and so on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, whereas if you, if you never put that VA on, you're trying to add an extra task but, and you're not getting any net benefit on your time. Yeah, so. yeah. And I'm interested to know also, um, I, I mentioned that most people, when they think of a virtual assistant, it's someone like who, who's answering the call and, and directing your call or, or trying to help an initial, like, like an admin type person. 
I'm sure there's probably other roles that they venture into, things like marketing, social media, that sort of thing. Can you help with that stuff as well? Yeah, so look, I've got a, a systems ledger um, for watertight Canberra, which I think's got 150-odd systems in it. Um, and, and just to, I'll, I'll shoot off a bunch really quickly and you can tell me when you want me to stop, but you know, they're, they're answering the phones, they're registering ring reward points. So when we buy a ring hot water unit, they register the receipt and we get yeah. points for that. Um, they book our van servicing in with the mechanic because all the Jeep vans have GPS. They know when they're due for a service. They know when the tradesmen are on RDOs, they just book it in. Um, they send our new customers a, a, a welcome pack email. Um, we do a lot of strata preventative maintenance and there's a lot of back-end setup for that. Mm. They're doing all that back-end setup. Um, they're claiming STC points when we put in an efficient hot water system. They're, uh, they're updating our Reese price file. They're booking in our inspections with our plumbing inspectors. They're, um, they're, what else are they doing? If, if we're doing an excavation job, they're doing a dial before you dig. Um, if we're doing a block stormwater tie, they're reporting it to the ACT government. Um, they're managing our callbacks ledger. They're, um, they recharge. We've got mobile um, Wi-Fi hotspots on a lot of sites with irrigation and, um, yep. and they're recharging them and making sure they're just prepaid SIM cards. They're recharging them, making sure they're there. Yeah, that's cool. They're doing the staff agendas. They're doing the... Um, they're, they're approving staff leave if it fits certain categories. They're, uh, you know, we've... So uh, that they... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, like we're only at the start of the list, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. We keep going. Like I say, they, they are literally doing all of our payroll. They're doing, they're proving jobs and um, they're, they're uploading things to Combiz for us so that uh, my wife's recently taken over the finance for the business and, um, and so she just goes in there and clicks approve after viewing two reports, you know, so. Yeah. It's so fantastic. extensive and it's, it's mind-boggling to think like there's no limit as to to what they can do for your business. Um, and um, I'm, I'm interested to know, um, Tom, when you're rattling off all these things and, and these roles that, that they're actually doing for you, when you look at what um, staff you would need to implement those roles and, and carry out those roles day to day, it's a lot of staff. And I'm interested to know, what, how does pricing structure work? What, what sort of cost is involved? I said, I think you said before, a couple of hundred bucks, let's say an example. How does it work per, per VA? Yeah, so um, so we charge, as I say, that there's two packages which we currently offer. I'll have to open my website if you actually want to know that. Well, the price, I probably won't mention, I'll give you a ballpark pricing, but yeah, yeah. Um, the website for current pricing because it, it's subject to change. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so, so we, we charge either the twin share package or the, the solo package. Um, yeah. I, it works out to be through us about $15 per hour. And that includes um, a full VoIP phone and um, security software and a whole bunch of other little things that, that we provide as, a, as an add-on service to make sure that the whole system works well. Yeah. Um, and like I say, we're, we're hiring a, a pretty high level of VA. So I, I think that price is um, sometimes a little bit higher than what people are expecting when you hear v, you know, VA, you, you think dirt cheap. Um, and I think like a lot of things, you, you get what you pay for. But um, but when, when you think that that $15 an hour is everything, you that's their superannuation, their um, their holiday leave, their sick leave, their workers' comp, their, you know, basically everything all in one. Yeah, um, yeah. It's amazing. That's, that's, uh, that's really cool. pretty good, yeah. yeah. And, and the future from here, Tom, what, where do you see, I mean, 
use plumbing, use HVAC? Where do you see the future going in terms of, do you think we'll all be sort of working from home, doing Zoom meetings and having VAs? What, what do you think, see things happening? Yeah, look, I've been saying, um, so since I started Virtual Trade Assistant, I've been um, telling people that I, I genuinely believe in a, in a five to 10 year period from today, um, I, I think you'll find that basically the vast majority of businesses will have a VA working for them. Um, so I think if, you, if you're not doing that, you're actually falling behind um, in, in, you know, compared to your competitors and everything else. So the, the older businesses that have been around for a long time and, and they've got that, that business owner that's sick of it, they just want to get out, th those guys are obviously never going to put on a VA and, and change their processes to implement that. Mm. Um, but particularly, I mean, COVID's probably going to accelerate this because all of a sudden, um, every plumber knows how to do a Zoom meeting, which is something that two years ago, yeah. plumbers didn't know how to do a Zoom meeting. Yeah, and, um, and, and so all of a sudden, all these, um, we, we've had to learn to work remotely. So, yeah. and once once you know how to work remotely, you sort of go, well, well, yeah, what, what's the difference between someone working in their land room in Australia or in their land room in the Philippines? And yeah. um, besides the odd rooster that you can hear in the background or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> it's funny you should say that. I actually rang in my uh, health insurance oh, last week and I was talking to the girl and suddenly I heard this rooster in the background. I was like, oh, I had to smile. Was um, anyway, um, I just want to sort of finish off um, with the last question, if we can, Tom, because we are running out of time. But... Can you share with us any sort of your proudest moments that you've you've perhaps had uh, with a client or or a VA? Yeah, look, um, I've had I've had a lot of moments. Um, I can't think of one off the the one specific at the top of my head, but um, one of my very first customers put us on when they. Uh, he and her both worked in the business and um, and it was, a, it was a cleaning business and she was pregnant and, um, and you know, life, as you know, with a small business that's just starting, life was just hectic. And uh, and I know she was quite beside herself thinking, how, how is this going to work when the mm -hmm. baby comes? And, um, and then I, was, I spoke to her a couple of years later um, and, yeah, she, she was just so thankful and for the systems and, and the way that we'd been able to, changed their life really you know in, mm. in terms of um that they had time to be at home with the kids and they didn't have to have a phone glued to their head and they didn't have to constantly um reply to people and they're still a customer today um yeah, yeah there's there's been been a lot of customers with with basically very similar stories where they've mm. um you know that they really have um said that it has been having a VA and, and systemizing their business has actually been quite life-changing for them. And it it's really has moved them into that next level where they can focus on bringing jobs into the door or going out and earning, you know, more revenue and, and that sort of stuff. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant stuff. And it's yeah. certainly a lot to, uh, to process and, but there's, there's so much to take out of that. And I think uh, I'd love to have a chat with you off, offline as well about it because systems and processes, uh, as we've learned, that's been a common theme, hasn't oh, it? Over pretty much all the, all the guests we've had on the show and um, it's so important to get those in place and, and we're working on that and structuring our own business at the moment. So we understand all that, but VAs is probably that that's the key next, element that's going to be step, that next yeah, yeah to, to to move forward. So yeah, for sure. Mm. I think it can be actually a, a hidden side benefit in that 
to, to work with a VA effectively, you have to systemize. So I think yeah. to work with someone in Australia, you, you can sort of write a half-assed system and then uh, and then when the person sitting next to you goes, I don't understand this bit, you just show them on the computer and and then they, they sort of wing it and figure it out themselves. Um, it's, it's a lot harder to do that when someone's overseas. And, mm. and so it, it actually, that's sort of a side benefit to the whole process is, is you're actually forced to right system yeah. properly yeah. yes create a, a full list of jobs and yeah so yeah 100 yeah that's excellent that's great. all right well look uh, we can talk for hours on this we probably will offline but um we want to move into the next round tom uh keeping it cool hot seat are you ready to go sure why not all right So here we go, Brad. Keeping a call on the hot seat. Today we have Tom Martin from Virtual Trade Assistant. Yes, I think he's well, a lot he of might, businesses, he might, of course. He might introduce his virtual assistant to uh, answer some questions. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't do that to them. No, that would no, be cruel. Uh, but Tom, are you ready to go? Absolutely. All right. Brad, you want to hit the clock? Clock starts now. All right. Tom, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? I wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Wait to the last question. <laughs> living life to the fullest. Nice. Okay. If you could be a superhero, who would you choose to be? I'd have to be Batman, wouldn't it? <laughs> Easily <laughs> the fullest. Yeah. The new one looks good, by the way. The Batman. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Um, not up to date with that. No. If you if a song described your work ethic, Tom, what would the song be? Uh, I don't know. Working class man. Nice. There you go. That's a, the that's a, that's a common one. <laughs> if you could sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? I'm sorry. I, I genuinely do not know celebrities. I couldn't pick um, the most famous people from a lineup. I'm, I'm really, really bad with celebrities. So I'll, I'll have to pass that one. Pass on that one. No. All right. When you go on vacation, what's the first thing you pack? My wife packs for me, sorry. <laughs> nice. Do you actually do well, anything? I normally, I normally turn up and complain that I'm missing something. So. Yeah. I was going to say you've got a VA to pack for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to play the lead role? Again, I don't know famous people. <laughs> you say that will pass. I hear, I hear Brad Pitt's a pretty good-looking bloke, but I wouldn't even be able to pick Brad Pitt. <laughs> right. that's, that's a hand-on-heart crew. There you go. If, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, who, uh, what would that be? One meal? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it'd have to be a schnitty, right? Schnitty and chips. Nice, okay. okay maybe. Um, <laughs> if you were to jump into a time machine, where is the first place you would go? Um, I I would go back like a couple of billion years. I um I've been listening to um a few things at the moment about the planet and uh, and the solar system in general. And and to think that the world is billions of years old is really starts doing your head in when you you go down yeah. that path. So I'd, I'd check it out back then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Name one thing everyone looks weird doing. Uh, answering podcast questions. <laughs> Your favourite swear word? Oh, I don't swear. Pass on that. And finally, Tom, your porn star name. Shit. 
<laughs> Tommy, I guess I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Big Tommy. All right. We'll yeah, big you, Tommy. We'll, we'll go with that. First pet, first street. First pet? First pet, uh, first street. Dalmatian. Dalmatian dog. And um, first street. I don't know. First street that I um, remember might be Woodgrove or something like that. Dalmatian Woodgrove. Wood okay, we'll take There's that. Your there you go. You got through. There you go. Well, <laughs> the buzzer has sounded and uh, you made it through. So well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> now, um, before you go, Tom, we'd just like to say thanks again for coming on, firstly. But um, for anyone wanting to get in touch with you guys, and no doubt we'll have some listeners who want to get in touch with you, how do they find you, please? Uh, so the best thing to do is to go onto our website, virtualtradeassistant.com.au. You could send me an email at info at virtualtradeassistant.com.au or you could give me a call on 61001798. That's 02-61001798. Very nice. Now they're going to speak to you. We'll get a virtual assistant. Um, I think that comes through to me these days at the moment <laughs> but, uh, because I've, I've become more focused on this business at the moment. And then uh, in a couple of years, they'll probably get through to Joseph again. Used to be Joseph. Yeah. I like the fact that you, um, you, don't, you don't have a lot to do with your plumbing business. You just uh, focus on, on this business so the other one runs itself. That's awesome. At the moment, um, this is where I'm choosing to sort of focus my time. This and the, the pipe relining business I spoke about before. Um, yep. So that's that's a new business venture. Um, it's only been going for a couple of months, three or four yeah. months, and um, and that's you know that so that these two businesses are sort of my primary focus. And um, and Watertight, which is the the bread and butter business, and you know it's the backbone of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that basically, you know, I mean, I I log into a couple of. Um, admin meetings a week maybe maybe two 9am meetings a week which go for about 20 minutes and um give people give give the, the leaders of that business a bit of guidance and and you know um help solve any questions that are pe people are not sure about um but yeah for the most part it, it does sort of run itself yeah nice wicked well thanks again tom we appreciate it sounds like we all need a joseph in our life yes, um definitely. and uh we want to thank you for coming on today <laughs> yeah thanks no very much all. All right, take care, mate. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. That was good. That was excellent. That was very, he, very good. He um, is very enthusiastic. He is. Very knowledgeable. He's got three businesses and... Albeit he's a plumber. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't help bad luck. No, he can't help luck. No, it's, um, it was really good. He's um, very informative and I think that's... There's, um, I, could, I think it's yeah. all about the systems, isn't it? It is. And he, he did talk about getting your processes and procedures in place first yeah. um but not everything like you said like mm. don't you don't have to go through your whole business mm. just start small and work your way up because once you get yeah. once you get one little job replaced yeah. that frees up more time to spend on writing more processes so That's exactly right makes yeah. a lot of sense definitely yeah so um that was very good i like uh, it we'll have a chat to him again offline and all yeah. that so yeah um, so, guys, we mentioned at the start of the show that there was going to be a fairly big announcement. Yep. Uh, as you know, we are currently on episode 49, this, this episode. And next episode, Brad, is episode number... Fifth Eye. Correct. Mundo. So um, one for every year of my life. That is true. Yeah. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, what uh, we've given a lot of consideration, a lot of thought around this, guys, but um, essentially with summer fast approaching <clears throat> and Christmas, just yeah, around the corner, up, yeah, um, we all know how busy the time can get. Yeah. So we need more arms, more legs, more focus around our own business. And so we've decided that um, at the end of episode 50, we'll be pulling the plug for the time being. Yep. Now, that's not to say it's forever. Bit of a hiatus, maybe? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we need we need to focus and put some energy into our own business. Um, as you know, going into, we've said it before, making a podcast, there's a lot of time, a lot of effort. Uh, there's, there's, there's money that, you know, if you're not bringing money in from the podcast then yeah. it's all money going out and, right. and there is a bit of that um, but more importantly it's the time it's been and good we've loved it we've had we've had the best um, listeners on our show we've learned so much from them haven't mm. we yeah, yeah, every amazing. one of them has brought some value uh, in one form or another and uh, it's been so insightful for us yeah um, but also, we are eternally grateful to our loyal listeners. Without you guys, uh, we would not have had a show. And looking back, you know, 49 episodes. Yeah. Um, we would have thought where it's got to where it's, it's got to. Yeah, we, we honestly thought that we would be doing maybe a handful of episodes, maybe five episodes. Let's see how it rolls. Yeah. And here we are, 50. So we're, we're so go. grateful that we got to this point. And uh, it's been a, a, a huge ride, long journey. We've, li- I mean, I think that uh, our tech has, technique has improved a little bit. Oh, maybe. If maybe you, yours has. No, no. If you, listen to, if, you, <laughs> if you listen to the uh, early episodes. I, I, I can't listen to it. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, just dreadful. Anyway. I can't listen it's the to way, it. It's the way it rolls. Yeah. But, um, but anyone who has, has thought about doing a podcast, We'd strongly recommend it because honestly, it's been the biggest learning curve for us. Um, it's I think our confidence has probably grown a bit over yeah. the over the time. Yeah, uh, it's been two years now that yeah, we've been doing yeah. this. So, uh, and um, it's been a, met a lot of people along the way. A lot of people and and really good connections too. Yeah, you know, good for been good for our business. Yeah, for the connections it. we've met. Yeah, some people we just we've stayed in contact with, um, and it's been so good. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, so the other thing, of course, that we are looking to spend more time on, Brad, is our other business. Yes, the other one. Our other, other business. Mm. So we um, we have a business outside of Morford Air. Yep. And it is uh, completely removed from this industry. Mm-hmm. We wanted to bring this up because we were looking to maybe connect more with our audience. And the reason for that is that, um, well, I'll just start, I'll roll roll back a bit. The business is, you've gone to um, festivals, events before, you've gone to watch the footy, the soccer, the cricket, whatever. What do you drink? Oh, appropriate. (laughs) Beer. Beer. Cheers. What do you drink the said beer out of? Well, either one of these things, these aluminium things mm-hmm. that are, are quite bad for the environment to produce. Yes, or? Or um, a plastic. Single-use single use plastic cup. Mm. 
now and they get thrown all over the ground they do and it's it's labor intensive it's 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 bad you know, all, the, all the bad things we all know how bad single-use plastic is we all get it we're all rolling our eyes going, uh, um but anyway so brad and i have been involved for a couple of years in a business uh sustainable business where we are looking to replace single-use plastics yeah. festivals events barbecue people's homes um and more importantly we'd love to get it into stadiums etc now you might ask everyone's doing green eco special biodegradable whatever you want to call it cups yeah. bamboo all that stuff yeah. um but these cups are a little different mm. how are they different brad well oh, i'm glad, glad you asked, asked. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to bring these cups onto the show here because now you can't see this on the podcast. We get it, mm. right? But what we'll do is we'll link to our, uh, in our show notes, we'll put it on Facebook, whatever. There's a point to this, guys, um, and I'll get to that in just a second. But this is the point of difference with these cups. You will notice that they have essentially a spiral handle, globally patented. These cups are, I kid you not, they are global already yeah not through us but stack cup is the name s-t-a-c-k hyphen cup stack cup you'll see why in a second these cups are across europe they're at, they've had them at wembley they've had them at the they have Kia Africa, Oval, south africa brazil portugal um, the usa they've got them all over the place and they've just arrived here in australia well, when I say just arrived, it's been a little while. But a little while. There would be people that have seen them. They, they definitely have, because we've had them at the SNFL, we've had them at a couple of events and this and that. But we want to extend that now to across the country and to New Zealand as well. Yeah. Now, the benefit of these cups, I'm holding them here in my hand. Let's just demonstrate the beauty of these cups, Brad. They, and they are absolute genius. You'll see the cup there. I'm holding it up to the... What does camera. it say on there, Shane? It says, love your ocean, right? You'll see that. Gorgeous, look at them way there. Look at that. Hey? Okay. Nice. And then uh, the idea is you you get a cup, fair enough. Happy days, got a handle, blah, blah. What you, is the handle there? Let me show you. Because you put a second, hand, a second cup in there, suddenly you're holding two beers in one handle. Three beers. Keep going. Four beers. You know you want to five beers, beers. etc. So and more. Look at this. Look the way that the way that, that rolls is you've got one handle essentially. With I sound like a bloody infomercial, don't I? I'm not trying to sound like that way, guys. Unless you get a set of steak knives, <laughs> and there's more. But um, we're passionate about this because we drink out of these cups. We've had them at um, the SNFL Grand Final night. Uh, Woodville, they had them there, and people absolutely froth over these things because you can't believe something so simple ticks sustainability boxes, good for the environment, but brandable. They're brandable. That's right. You can put your bloody. They're all high definition in mold labelling, which means forms part of the cup. Yeah. But you can hold as many beers as you like in one hand. No carry trays. How good's that? No carry trays. Those stinking bloody black pieces yeah. of poop that you chuck on the ground, the, the landfill trays. No trays. These are 
these are the bomb. Because mm -hmm. you can hold a bloody burger in one hand, 16 beers in the other. What's the record, Brad? Do you know? How many beers? Is it 32? 35? I think it is. Something 32 like or 36. And uh, it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. There's a guy in Europe walking up and down a hill at a festival, people cheering, going nuts. And we'll, we'll, we'll show you that link. And you know what the best part about those is? What? I don't have to put a set of gauges on them. That's yeah, that's a fair oh, point. Yeah, I mean, you could try, I suppose. You could try. But, um, yeah, so that's, anyway, that's where we're going with this. Um, the reason we thought we'd bring this up, Brad, is because we have a network already of people Sharing out there. Community. We want to, if we can involve you guys in some form. Now, what that means is we are looking for people, contacts in different states. We've got contacts here in Adelaide, but we don't necessarily have contacts in other states and New Zealand. These bloody cups need to be across stadiums, events, festivals, and we want to involve you in some form. Now, if you can help us to get into some of these places, mm. and you've all got contacts, you know you do, we want to talk to you because we want to do some sort of joint venture, not sure how that's going to look, but if we can get them in there, let's have a conversation around it. Let's do it. So I hope that all makes sense. Well, it's, a lot to, it's a lot to get your head around. We get that. We've been dealing with this there's, for... There's people in their vans going, I don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, once you see it, you'll, once you see it, you'll get it, yeah. right? You'll get it because you just go... It's, it's pretty it, cool. It might blows your mind how they stack. Literally hold, you know, as many beers as you want in one hand. No trays. You've got another hand free. Um, and uh, anyway, so people that see it just go, what the actual F, don't they? Mm. They just, they, they can't believe it. They go, it's absolute genius. Yep. Um, and we're enthusiastic about it. We're pumped, but we need your help. And we're asking for your help because we, need you. we started to talk to lots of people pre-COVID. COVID hit, guess what? Absolute pull the pin on We're that. coming out of it. There's yeah. festivals, there's stuff going on. So yeah, we people that know someone that they might be able to get us in there. And get us in there. We want to talk to we you. Can, we can help you. And we want to talk well. to your contact and we'll involve you as part of the process. So if you can have a chat, think about people that you know, you might be your sister-in-law's brother's friend who is uh, works at a festival or is a procurement officer at <clears throat> an oval or whatever. They're going to love this. They are going to freak. They will love it because not only not only does it um, satisfy those sustainability boxes, Take it's it's unreal to drink out of. Yeah. They keep your beer bloody cold because you're not holding the cup either. Exactly right. You know, it's a solid cup. You've seen this flimsy, stupid bloody cups yeah, you get decent, at these places. It's a decent it's a man's drinking. cup. Oh, God, yeah. They do have the uh, smaller ones as well, the, the ones that are perfect for the ciders and all that. That's right. Stuff, yeah. A, yeah. So, oh, that's the other thing. These cups, are these are 568 mil. As a pint. As a pint. And there's, they're marked at 425 as well. And then we've got the smaller 330 mil. Yeah, 330. And they've marked at 285 yeah. and, and 150 mil. 150, yeah. So you get a so, wine cider. Honestly. Is there anything they don't do? They do hot and cold as well. They do hot and cold. So it ticks all the boxes. Cheers. And they're unreal. Mm -hmm. um, 
pardon me. Anyway, so we need your help, guys. Get on the blower. Get get onto us. Um, please get in touch with us. If you know of anyone that you think these would be a good fit for, we want to talk to you and we want to work with you mm. because when you see them, you'll freak. All right. So uh, anyway, has that has that covered everything? I think I think, I think it has. has. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we got um, one more episode. We have episode. Fifth die. Fifth die, Brad. And uh, we don't have a guest for that one. No. I thought what we might do is just shoot the breeze. Yeah, why not? We're just going to get the old comfy slippers on, maybe have a couple of br brewskis. Sounds good. And just chew the fat. Why not? What do you reckon? Yeah. I'm good at chewing fat. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I hope we haven't bored you to tears. Um, the cups are exciting. Stack cup. Look it up, S-T-A-C-K hyphen cup or stack cup Oz. You can hashtag that, Brad. Take that to the hashtags. Take that stack to the hashtags. Oz. So Instagram is... We're on Instagram. On, oh, yeah. Instagram is hashtag stack cup Oz. Facebook is of, uh, stack cup uh, TM Australia. We've also got... Or the Air Conditioning Podcast. Oh, you, can, you can get us there, of course. Still get us there. Or you can visit our website... For the cups, which is greener events.com.au. Greener events. That's greener events. Name. Our company. That's name. our company name. Greener events.com.au. We'd love you to go there, have a look at it. There's tons Check of Check it out. There's lots of photos or galleries on there from the events that we've done, and we've got videos and stuff that will just blow your mind. But anyway, please check it out, guys. We'd love, we'd love your help. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's um, there's lots to go around. Definitely. And lots of love. Oh, lots of love. And we love these guys out here. We do. Because they are loyal, they are awesome, and uh, we know you're contacted. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, look, until the next episode, Brad. Catch you later. <laughs> See you guys. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.